That sucked. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Episode 416 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA, too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. But it's the playoffs, so we're going to do the Yankees every playoff game. Um, and if we do miss one, we'll probably double up the next episode. But we're going to try to do a, an episode after every game for the playoffs. And um, we'll see how this goes. Uh, yeah, so we did one on Tuesday or Wednesday night. We released the episode for game one of the ALDS. So here we are doing game two of the ALDS on um, the night of game two. So Friday night, uh, the Yankees lost. I'm your host, RJ. Welcome to the show. Thank you for stopping by. And I figured we'd get right into this, this, this one because... <laughs> Well, um, I don't really want to go on too long about this. Um, But yeah, the Yankees dropped this one to the Cleveland Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians, I remembered to say it right this time. Um, It just basically just felt like they sleptwalked through this entire thing, man. Uh, I just, I didn't feel like they ever were energetic throughout this one. The vibes just felt off from the start. Um, I, I, from just, I don't like daytime postseason games. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like playoff baseball to me during the day. It didn't feel like the crowd was 100% into it all. Um, fucking, maybe there weren't as many people there. I didn't check the attendance numbers, but there's that. There's the whole two days off, which was bullshit. Garbage Manfred and his pathetic scheduling this year, um, you know, had the random off day after game one, but then obviously the rain out in game two affected that. It just, it was just weird. It didn't feel right, but the Yankees lost. Um, now all of a sudden what felt like could have been a three gamer, a nice sweep, um, turns into a series. It's one, one, you know, that's completely different than two Oh. Um, I know that sounds ridiculous and obvious, but it, it really is, man. And one could make a case that the Cleveland Guardians now have themselves some momentum going back home with, you know, off a win uh, with an exciting young pitcher on the mound in McKenzie, I believe. So, yeah, it, it sucks. It really sucks to have dropped this one. Uh, but it is what it is, and, and let's talk about this one, shall we? Um, so, you know, just a quick little summary here. The um, the Yankees got off to a good start when in the bottom of the... Was it the bottom of the first? Yeah. Giancarlo Stanton connects on a two-run bomb. And right away, it's 2 nothing Yankees. Um, top of the fourth, though, uh, it, it was Indians, and then it all became Indians, or Guardians. Um, Jimenez singled in a run to make it two to one. Top of the fifth, Rosario homers. It's two two, and then obviously we get to extras in the tenth inning. Gonzalez singles, Naylor doubles. It's four two. Cleveland eventually wins. Um, I guess we'll start with the Yankee bats because the Yankee bats were pretty terrible. Um, they were just giving absolutely piss poor production. Uh, first and foremost, 
two runs on well, they have six hits versus 15 strikeouts um pathetic 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position leaving 11 on base as a team offense was bad and i i kind of want to get to it now that we lost cuz i didn't want to talk about it too much in the first game but i guess you could call it a little bit of an elephant in the room but um you know man Aaron Judge Aaron Judge um yeah he had a historic regular season um he should win the MVP and it honestly in my opinion shouldn't be close but in my opinion in my at least to me if you're a New York Yankees fan a diehard Yankees fan we all know this one thing as soon as the calendar flips to October we don't bring up the post uh, the regular season anymore and the regular season doesn't suddenly becomes spring training it's just it's just 162 preseason it, it, once the postseason starts my mind is only focused on the postseason so judge had another offer today he had one yesterday or in the first game today he has another one another multi strikeout game four more today so he's now 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts in this two game series so far he's he's chasing out of the zone and he's missing his pitches when he gets some good ones in the zone and like i said the other day i i didn't want to bring it up because you know they won the game but Judge has not exactly been a star in the playoffs for the Yankees. I, you know, has he had moments in the past? Sure. I mean, in 37 postseason games, he's got 22 RBIs, 11 home runs, 15 extra base hits total, three stolen bases. So there's some good power in there. Sure. Great production in terms of power. But he's also very inconsistent as a hitter. And that's kind of been what separates Judge from a lot of power hitters in the regular season. Is that Judge can do more than just Homer. But he seems to shrink in the playoffs. And does the opposite of, of stepping up. You know, you're the star player. He has He is a... Lifetime 217 hitter now in the playoffs, slugging in the 400s. His on base is in the 330s, maybe worse now after today. And his strikeout rate with 58 strikeouts in his playoff career is now 34%. That's over a third of his playoff plate appearances that have resulted in striking out. So pretty pretty pathetic numbers there. Um, the bottom line is he's just he's supposed to be the guy, but he's not been the guy in the playoffs. And that tune has plenty of time to change, right? I'm not acting like he's not going to ch- change it up and, and turn it around, but it's got to happen ASAP because he's starting to develop a little bit of a resume here of not hitting in the playoffs. And this could be his last year as a Yankee. 
you kind of want to end on a good note. You know, depending on what he does in the playoffs, who's to say that changes the Yankees' mind? If he doesn't produce this postseason, the Yankees could offer him less than what they were originally going to offer him this this offseason. And that could change his, that could send him somewhere else. So, yeah, he had a great regular season, 62 home runs, all that stuff. But New York fans are going to remember what you did in the, in the final month of the year. Let's, let's get that straight. So hopefully tomorrow night, he can start stepping it up. Um, he also made a really bad throw from right field today. Completely overthrew the, 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 the home plate. But the bottom line is he needs to hit. And, and maybe you take him out of the leadoff spot. You know, you, I, I thought they were just batting him leadoff to get to 62. But, you know, they also like the whole amount of at-bats thing. Um, I, I still say you get him at-bats. They're trying to bat him first because they want to get him more at-bats, I guess. But I still say you try to get him more at-bats with runners in scoring position. Um... I, I you know I never was a fan of him second either, but I would still I wouldn't mind that even. You know I I think it'd be a good idea if you can go Anthony Rizzo lead off. I, I think Rizzo would be plenty capable of holding it down there. He's not much of a hitter, but he walks a lot, and he's been hitting so far. He had the home run the other night. He singled the other way in a big spot today. He's been walking, and it makes more sense. He's a contact guy. Makes sense for Rizzo, for Judge. It makes sense for the Yankees. Um, it makes sense for everybody but the analytics lords, right? But yeah, I, ch- maybe try changing it up. You know, maybe throw Judge in the center field for a game. Push Bader over. I don't know, but he's got to start hitting, man. He's got to start hitting, and I hate to get on him because he had such a good regular season. But in the end, like I said, all that I give a shit about is what he does for me in October. Um, but he's not the only one that's struggling. Oswaldo Cabrera has had a tough time. He's been pretty brutal at the plate. Now, he's a rookie, okay, so I won't try to bash him too much. Um, but Oswaldo has not been good. That's unfortunate because he started to hit towards the end of the regular season. You thought that would carry over. But honestly, his at-bats have been shit. Um... Forget the results not coming. He's 0 for so far. Uh, but the at-bats are not exactly what they were in August, September. Outside of that later, that one, you know, today. Um, his second, I think it was his second to last at-bat he, he was battling. But I, I think he's 0 for now. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you, I was kind of hoping he would have made that play today. The one that Donaldson ended up overthrowing. And it was a whole clusterfuck with... But... It's, you know, it's evident that he's not playing well. And, and maybe you give him a day off. And if you're going to slide Judge in center, you move Bader to the left. Maybe Stanton goes in right field. You know, just give Cabrera an entire day off. Just to, you know, calm him down, calm the nerves, clear his head, whatever it needs to be. But overall... Again, the Yankees in this game flashed what their main issue has been offensively over the last decade or so. Is is for one, it's their lineup structure. And secondly, it's how much they struggle versus elite pitching. And we're going to talk about both of that when we get back from break. Stay with us. We will be right back. 
Hey guys, so if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. So, uh, right before we headed to break, I brought up um, you know, what the Yankees' main problem is. Um, their lineup structure, you know, why, why they've struggled so much offensively every year in the playoffs is, is one, in my opinion, it's the structure of the lineup. That's really why they haven't been able to hit elite pitching. Um, they strike out too much, right? And, and because they strike out too much, they're not exactly the greatest team. You know, they're not the greatest situational hitting ball club. Uh, today, 15 strikeouts, as I mentioned, and, and zero hits with runners in scoring position seven times today. That's awful. And you're facing good pitching in the playoffs, right? The, the, the opposing team puts their best rotation out there. They pitch their best bullpen guys, more leeway to certain guys who, who have earned it. Shane Bieber, very good pitcher. He went out today, wasn't even his sharpest, but he shut the Yankees down for five and two-thirds innings, allowed just two runs, struck out seven. They had him on the ropes there, man. They had Bieber on the ropes, what was it, the third inning? Um, where they had two runners on base, right? One out, Anthony Rizzo draws a walk. Uh, I think it was Glaber Torres who singles to Rosario at shortstop. And then a wild pitch by Shane Bieber pushes both of them to second and third. And Giancarlo Stanton steps up to the plate today, uh, or today uh, at the time, has another shot to do something really damaging and, and put this game away. But he ends up striking out, swinging through a cutter outside the zone. Then Josh Donaldson gets a crack, and he just misses dropping one in there to break this game open 4 nothing as well. Um, he hits it to left field to Quan, but Quan, I guess he's got decent speed, gets there in time, runs up and makes the play, and the two runners are stranded when they could have both scored there. Um, so Donaldson just missed another hit, um, just like in the first game, uh, for different reasons. But that was kind of when the momentum changed, slowly, but surely did, because, you know, as we saw, the Indians started cracking away, and uh, before you know it, they had the lead. But hitting good pitching has been a problem, and and it wasn't just Bieber. When Bieber was out of the game late, you had uh, Emmanuel Clause. You know he's one of the better closers in baseball with his filthy one hundred one mile an hour cutter. They couldn't touch him. He gave the Indians. He gave the Guardians. Two to third innings of, of no run ball. He comes into the eighth inning, needs to get one out, and he gets Higgy to line out in a big spot, which I thought Higgy ripped the shit out of that. I thought that was a run uh, double down the line, but unfortunately, no ribby that ends the inning. 
In the ninth inning, he makes easy work of Harrison Bader, one, two, three, strikeout. He gets Judge to pound that cutter into the dirt for ground out, and then he later gets Glaber Torres to hit into a force out up the middle. In the 10th inning, he, you know, he makes Cabrera look silly on a strikeout, and then he picks up the win. So, it's always been it's always been the same story every postseason, and I hope that doesn't become a problem this postseason as well. But I wouldn't be shocked if it does, because again, the structure of their lineup, home run, bust, walk, their, their three-outcome mentality, philosophy, it, it's, it's very flawed. When it comes to the playoffs, you can see the flaws start to come up. Um, anyways, as far as the Yankees pitching, um, you know, right after that third inning where they flopped offensively, they go back back out there the, the very next inning, and we talk about momentum changing. In the fourth inning, the Guardians start chipping away on Cortez. Um, you know, Nestor gets two quick outs, but then he surrenders a single, issues a walk, surrenders an RBI single. And then issues another walk. It's two to one. And then in the fifth inning, you get Rosario going down and getting a fastball. That leaves the yard. So overall, Nestor Cortez able to finish five innings of two run ball, strikes out three, but allows six hits and three walks. So nine base runners in five innings for Cortez today. Not good. Um, you know, he was not Nestor good. But he was still, at the end, slightly above average. He was okay. He was fine. Um, the umps were squeezing again today. Uh, but I still think Nestor, you know, while not great, still should have went back out there for the sixth. And that's kind of where my problems with Boone come into play as we will segue into bullpen management. Um, yeah, Nestor had 92 pitches. I think it was 92. Why, like we did with Cole even the other day, even though the pen shut it down, why are we removing our starters prematurely still? Yes, the pen has been good. Trevino today, Lasagna, Peralta, Holmes, even, were all nils for the entirety of regulation. But if Nestor is allowed 20 more pitches, because this is the playoffs, okay, if you let him throw 110, one more inning of work, Who's to say that Jamison Tyone has to pitch when he pitched? Because why are we going to Jamison Tyone in the 10th inning? That's the bigger question. This is the starting pitcher. A starting pitcher who has never pitched an inning of relief in his life. And in his very first playoff appearance of his life, he is pitching in the 10th inning of a tie game. Clark Schmidt comes into the game after and not before. Domingo Herman, who I would have preferred over Tyone, does not pitch. So, you know, Herman's pitched in, in the pen before. We've done that with him a lot. No. I, I don't understand the move for Tyone there. He comes in. He is just a mess. He comes in when the Yankees are, are tied, and he leaves the game and the Yankees are losing. The Yankees never trail this game. Boom. Tyone comes into the 10th. After the 10th, they're trailing. Just like that. It's not magic. The guy couldn't get a single out. He comes in, allows three hits. He might even walk the batter. Comes out of the game. Awful. So he was awful, but that was a terrible decision, in my opinion, from Aaron Boone. I don't understand going to Tyone there, of all pitchers. That's not when you use him. Um, 
And, you know, there are some other things about Boone this game that kind of bothered me, removing certain guys from the game so early. Um, I'm not going to give him shit for the uh, Tim LaCastro one. You know, having LaCastro pinch run for Stanton in the eighth inning. You know, a Stanton spot in the order did come up again in, in, to lead off the bottom of the 10th. But, again, I don't hate that one because LaCastro did end up stealing second base. Um, and I was advocating for Stanton to be pinch ran for anyway before the move was made. So you need speed to get into scoring position late in games. I get that. What really bothered me was, was and I love Carpenter, but going to Carpenter over Trevino in the sixth inning, that was rough. Um, you know, Trevino just got a big sack fly the other night in the in game one. He has hit very well with runners in scoring position all year long. I think he was second on the team to IKF. He's had magical moments for you a few times this year, you know, where he could have cemented another big one here. But he's the one to sit out here for Carpenter, who had, you know, the guy hasn't swung a bat in damn near 70 something days. I just thought it was bad. I just thought it was, you know, not the right guy to sit down, and I thought it was not the right time to do so. So that one was very curious to me. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you, you just can't lose to the Cleveland Guardians, Ben. You can't lose to the Guardians. You just can't. You are the Yankees. The Yankees don't lose to inferior teams like this. You know, this is a group who, you know, they're, they're, they pitch well. I get it. They make some good contact, but they, they barely crack 90 wins in the American League Central. You know, you, you have the White Sox as the second place team in that division at 81 and 81. Then you have the 78-win Twins, the 60-win Tigers, the 60-something-win Royals. So this Guardians team is not that great, in my opinion. So you really can't be losing games to them. Uh, This was a series they needed to sweep, honestly. Uh, But on a plus, you know, there are some positives, believe it or not, for me. Um, A lot of guys are contributing in this lineup. You know, which was kind of our biggest concern with the whole who's going to step out, step up upside, outside of Judge. There are some guys hitting. Connor Falefa has had three hits in the series. A walk, a stolen base. Glaber Torres, two hits today. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton has been on base three of seven times so far in these two games. And he is actually getting our tip of the cap tonight. Giancarlo Stanton in this game was one for three. Um, the home run, two RBIs on that home run to jumpstart the Yankees today. Got them off to a 2 nothing start right out the gate. So Stanton gets our tip of the cap. Cole did in game one. Stanton gets the tip of the cap tonight. Um, another positive is is um, what's Emmanuel Classe. Classe probably won't be pitching tomorrow night. You know, he will Sunday, um, but tomorrow night, you can count him out. Francona used him for 33 bullets today. So we don't have to see that tomorrow. Um, and, and while Judge is not hitting, at least Yankee pitching is is holding down Jose Ramirez. I guess relatively, because he's still 3 for 8. He's gotten on base four times in two games, but he hasn't really had any, any I don't think he's had an extra base hit. No big extra base hit. No homers, um, no RBIs yet either. So he's not really done too much damage. That's a plus. Um, which brings me to our next segment here. 
our we are fucked meter, <laughs> which I'm going to give this team, if I were to say on a scale of one to five here, and if you're watching the podcast, you can see the visual on the screen. I have the graphic up. On a scale of one to five, one being not fucked, five being completely fucked, how are how fucked are the Yankees right now after losing today? I have them here circled at number two. I think two out of five, my concern is at two. Um, probably not fucked is what the two label says. Probably not fucked. Because yeah, I, I don't I still think this team can can beat this in this Guardians team. I still think they'll win this series. Um, think they'll probably be okay. You know, the Guardians just don't scare me. Um, and maybe that comes back to bite me. But I just feel confident still. You know, I, I will say that if the Yankees lose tomorrow night, um, it's it's good night. It's good night, Bronx Bombers. If they lose tomorrow, I think this shit is over. Um, so it's going to be up to Luis Severino. And it's going to be up to Aaron Judge to kind of save their season here. If you really think about it, because you lose tomorrow, you're down two to one and you're still in Cleveland the game after that. You do have Cole Sunday, but gee, playing, playing already against a team you were supposed to sweep. Let's be honest, playing with your backs up against the wall right out the gate is not a good one. Um, And Cole hasn't exactly handled pressure too well this year. He did pitch well in the first game, but I hope we don't have to get to that spot. So let's win tomorrow. Say, huh? I mean, shit. That that would be rough. Let's not. Let, let's get those those negative vibes out of here. Let's try to bring some positivity. Let's win tomorrow, man. Um, let's say we wrap this up. Let, let's get to our NYYMYK MMA question of the day, and we'll wrap it up right here. Stay with us. We will be right back. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to BD4blog.com, you can find the blog the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. So welcome back to the show, episode 416. Now before we get to this episode's trivia, NYYNYK MMA question of the day, we actually got a response the other day for episode 415's trivia question. For the question, name four Yankees in the top, I'm oh, sorry, for the question, name the four Yankees in the top 10 for career playoff home runs. We had a listener answer Mantle, Ruth, Bernie, and Gehrig. The answer is actually Mantle, 
Bernie, Jeter, Jackson, in no particular order. So our listener got, let's see, that's two out of four correct. Right? One, two, yeah. So very close, very close to getting that shout out, but maybe next time. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the, the answer was Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, Reggie Jackson, and Mickey Mantle. For the question, name the four Yankees in the top 10 for career playoff home runs. But yes, this episode's NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is, for episode 416, true or false? Two Yankees are inside the top five leaderboard for hits in a postseason career. And that should say at least two Yankees. True or false? At least two Yankees are inside the top five leaderboard for ho- for hits in a postseason career. So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. If you don't get it correct, but at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next show. So one last time for episode 416, our NYY NYK question of the day. MMA. NYK, NYY NYK MMA question of the day is... Obviously, Yankees question, true or false, two Yankees are inside the top five leaderboard for hits in a postseason career. So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. Guys, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And I believe that is going to end it tonight. Episode 416 in the books, the Yankees lose. The Yanks sleepwalk through game two. But hopefully they can wake up tomorrow night, 7.30 game. Luis Severino has got to bring it. It's time for him to step up for the playoffs as well. If we're talking about Judge struggling, should kind of mention Luis Severino has had you know some ups and downs in the playoffs. Um, Thirty-two innings. It's not a ton of innings, but hopefully Boone lets him go. You know, because they, I mean, that was the point of pulling him in his final start when he was pitching a no hitter through seven. So hopefully they let him go through to a hundred plus pitches and let him go out there if he's rolling. Let him roll, but we'll see. Matchups, analytics, lefty-righty, all that bullshit. That's it, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and I'm your host, RJ, and I will see you in 417. Go Yankees. I'm shitting my pants because now we actually have ourselves a series. So let's see what happens. All right, guys. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Anchor. Anchor.